0: one of the things I really try to emphasize is uh, discernment because in my, my time in the awakening community, which I've been involved since, um, publicly since 2013, I've noticed there's a lot of people holding what I call flags of truth. You know, this is my truth. You have to believe it. Maybe there's another person who's got another truth that doesn't really jive the same, but you know, they want you to believe it. And I realized that there was a lot of people who a lot of great information, but not a lot of like deep rich understanding, because ultimately, from a philosophic standpoint, from like a, what's called ontology or the study of beingness, the truth is one. There's only one truth. But we all have different perspectives on that truth, which means that if we can work and figure out how to weave our perspectives together, then we can unite as a people to not only make our lives better, but free ourselves from this tyrannical control system that we have. Because once you understand the kind of spiritual psychology, what I call spiritual psychology, all of your other human motivations start to make sense and one of the control mechanisms the Kabbalah uses against us is to make it so that we don't know who we are we don't know our own nature we don't know where we come from we don't know what the universe is and because of that we don't really know our identity i mean if you don't know what your identity is if you don't know where you're coming from what you want to do who you are and where you're going you it's very easy for you to be manipulated and led astray And we're basically living in a world where humanity has forgotten itself. And because of that, we're all kind of blindly walking off a cliff together in a a collective sense, not everybody individually, but in a collective sense. you got to realize that the deep state or the cabal, these guys are ancient psychologists. These guys have been studying human nature for all of human history. And arguably, they inherited a whole lot of information from extraterrestrials or -hmm. extradimensional beings and things like this. So these guys know you better than you know yourself and if you think you can live a happy productive life without gaining self-knowledge you're dreaming, I'm sorry, (laughs) you know, you got to know what you're doing, you have to know how your body works, you have to understand how your consciousness works and when you do that it can be a little intimidating because at first you know the things that we're sold from society in is to we want to live like a kind of hedonistic lifestyle where it's all about pleasure and fun and you know we don't have to worry about our problems, we can just mask over them, you can just take a pill, you can go see a movie, you know. You can drink a beer, whatever it is, the thing that's going to make you escape from your problems. But in reality, in your efforts to escape from one slaughterhouse, you're moving right into another one, without even wearing it, being aware of it. Yeah, that was that's what I call, um, you know, my grand awakening moment, or in psychology, philosophy, be a, the crisis of belief. So, you know, the reason people wake up at all. Is because the the maps of knowledge or the beliefs that they're using to organize their reality break down at some level, Mm -hmm. and as soon as that breakdown happens, your the way your psychology works is you you go into kind of a crisis mode, and it feels usually feels really intense. You get a lot of anxiety. It can cause sometimes paranoia or anxiety attacks, and what's happening is you're going to like a hyper state of awareness because your brain or your consciousness which is itself guided by spiritual and a spiritual being or plan is looking to get more information so you know the from a a kind of a grand perspective from a what is the spiritual the spirit's trying to do to the flesh or to the body and the mind to allow evolution to take place we have a whole body designed to be receptive to information and we evolve through information we evolve through exploring ideas spiritually so when you have a belief system, and this is one of the things that Cabal really tries to do, they want to get you to believe things, but they don't want you to understand why you believe them. Exactly. And once yeah. you do that, it, you identify with it. It becomes a part of your identity. And now if some other belief comes in that counters that, your, your natural reaction, your animalistic reaction is to be like, no, 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 can't. So yeah, I mean, one of the things they do is, uh, particularly from an early psychology perspective, is they destroy the mother-child bond. And once you, uh, thats really important, the, you got to think about birth in terms of an, uh, prenatal. So you spend nine months in the womb, but then you have a, a postnatal period that's a, almost equivalent. So it's nine months in the womb and then nine months out. And that nine months you're out of the womb, you and your mother should basically be like one. So she's literally like carrying you out inside of her. And then when you're out of the womb, now you, she should be carrying her, you around outside of her, but literally on her all the time, as much as humanly possible. And what that does is it allows you to build the tools in your own psychology to actually deal with the unknown so that you can explore reality and then build your own personality structure that makes you a strong, confident, free-thinking person. Well, the way we raise our kids, especially these days, most people don't get that experience, which means they never really develop a strong personality, which means it's a lot easier for them to succumb to, like, groupthink and social engineering and mass mind control techniques, like the one you just described, is a really good example of that. Um, we could spirituality is a pretty good general term for it, but the, I would say that the hidden definition of religion is your personal experience in exploring the divine, and then in turn yourself. So it has to be a personal experience. If you go, if you go to a major religion, they're gonna you're gonna see the same kind of ideas, but they're prepackaged. It's like mm-hmm. walking into like a quickie mart instead of, you know, making the food yourself or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's so, the truth. Take yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, from a spiritual evolution perspective, you don't evolve by memorizing intellectual, bland, dead intellectual facts. You evolve by contemplating this stuff and integrating it and studying it and, and asking yourself, well, what does this mean? And then in the act of studying what it means, it actually creates these deeper structures in your consciousness that literally change who you think you are in relation to all that is. So that's one of the big things, the reasons why religion has been so in charge of trying to control what people think of the universe is and what their relationship to it is. Because if people organically started doing that, then they would start to develop a lot of empowerment. And some of the, uh, I guess you could say, the better spiritual circles out there. I mean, even in the, I would say, to contextualize this properly, in the modern era, we have this explosion of different types of spirituality. We have New Ageism. We have Hermeticism, we have, you know, the Blavatsky kind of New Ageism. We've got like the, um, the what's it, Law of Attraction type of New Age. Mm. And a lot of these, they sound really good on the surface. And they they do have a lot of good things in them. But it's just the same model of believe this, don't think too hard. You mm. know what I mean? Just blindly keep following this thing. Yeah. So, Mark Passio, he's a really great he's, researcher. He's awesome. Yeah. Love yeah, Mark what, Passio. One of the things he says that I completely agree with is that, you know the dark occult they don't really know how to innovate anything and there's a lot of very good reason psychologically why that's the case because trauma destroys your creative centers and your holistic brain function mm-hmm. um but yeah they, these guys use the same basic models again and again and again and you know what you were you were talking about tyler is this whole witch idea so one of the, the tactics they like to use is they'll From a psychological perspective, if people aren't raised properly, then they develop what are called personality alters. And these personality alters are governed usually by biological or animalistic disgust mechanisms. So a disgust mechanism is you see something in your environment, you instinctually don't want to be around it therefore you move away from it. And animals have disgust mechanisms. That's what prevents them from, you know, eating bad food that's going to kill them or like a dead body or something like this. Well, in human beings, it can get really distorted, especially when, the, the parenting process is distorted. So they, you have these culturally instantiated disgust mechanisms. So a taboo is a culturally instantiated disgust mechanism. What that means is that they can, if they can convince people that something is reprehensible or socially disgusting, then a whole bunch of people, because they, they fear being cast out of their social group, will now start to rage against that thing that has just been labeled disgusting. The witch example you just talked about earlier is a perfect example of that. You take these people, they're just minding their own business, doing their own thing. I mean, arguably, some of them maybe weren't doing such great things. Probably a lot of them were doing, you know, nothing too threatening, but they were threatening the church. You convince people through an elaborate PR campaign that the witches are bad and they're, I don't know, killing kids or doing something socially apprehensible, which they've used that propaganda a lot. As a matter of fact, if you look at um, World War I propaganda and French Revolution propaganda and Bolshevik Revolution propaganda, the progenitors are the people they were trying to cast as villains they almost always cast them as like baby killers baby rapists you know really horrible things because what that does is it activates your disgust mechanism and as soon as you're in disgust mechanism mode and your brain centers stop working properly you kind of go into this like animalistic groupthink mode mm-hmm. and then you're just ready to like get your pitchfork out and start killing people so now we have you know a good example of that is the uh the witch issue from before many examples that that one's around like the seven, I believe it's like the fifteen sixteen hundreds. 16 hundreds. Now, now we have a Trump supporter. Yeah, say that. <laughs> now you have Nazis. So what happens when you don't want, you don't like what somebody says, you call them a Trump supporter, you call them a Nazi. And it's like that all of a sudden the masses, the mob, the, the unthinking masses just descend on you and dogpile you and try to smash you and kill you. Mm-hmm. I was looking into Trump and people kept calling him a racist and all these things and sectists. So I'm like, okay, well, I study epistemology. Epistemology is the study of why you know something is true. It's basically like a science of discernment. So if somebody says Trump is a racist, I say, okay, great. That's your claim. What's your evidence? What's your argument? Mm -hmm. You know, and literally everybody I talked to, and I talked to hundreds of people, nobody really had an answer. Nope. Like, oh, well, you know, (laughs) he said, he said Mexicans were rapists. And I'd be like, well, first of all, Mexicans aren't a race. That's a nationality. (laughs) (laughs) And and secondly, did you hear what he actually said? Because if you actually listen to the statements he said, he did not say that at all. Mm -hmm. What he said was that some of the people that were coming over were reprehensible people. And this is the reason why we need to have border security. Mind you, if, if the same policy that Trump is using right now is the exact same one that was pushed by Obama, the exact same one that was pushed by Bush, and the same ones that Clinton and all these other people who are supposedly... You know, for open borders, a few years ago we're all talking about the same thing. So this is a perfect example, like you were saying, Tyler. It's a perfect example of using these the the fear of social ostracization, the fear of being cast out of your social group, as a way a manipulation tool to get you to slip into a false belief system, and it works beautifully. It works flawlessly. I mean, we, we were talking about this off, uh, you know, before we getting on, Aaron, that. Um, You got to really give respect to the cabal. And, you know, in this instance, I mean, they're, they're playing people like fiddles. Most people are just buying into it hook, line and sinker, especially in the awakening community, a ton of people Mm -hmm. in the awakening community are buying into it. So, you know, this is one of the things that I, you know, just to get on my, my soapbox here for a second, this is why I really preach discernment because discernment is so vitally important. It's so easy to be led astray in life. And if you're not careful, You're driving off a cliff and you're taking a whole bunch of people behind you because you've strong armed them into believing what you think is the right thing, but you don't even know yourself.
1: So Mm -hmm. it's really,
0: you really got to take the time to do discernment, be brave, go into your own belief system and say, how do I really know is this true? And be honest with yourself. If you don't have a good answer, then try to deal with that and process that it's going to be a hard thing. It's, It's definitely one of these moments where you go from being an infant mentally to being an adult. Once you do that, man, the rest of your life just opens up in a big, amazing way. It's called um, the four key steps of discernment. If you go to my website, Snowless in the storm, one of the tabs up there, it's like discernment essentials. I highly suggest everybody take a look at that because one of the things you'll likely uh, realize as you start to get to know yourself more is that I would say you can kind of categorize people in two ways. You have the people who are really seeking the truth, and allowing themselves to get transformed and shaken up in the process. Or, and then you get the people who are really just looking to maintain what they think is true. So they're looking for information that confirms their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're doing that is because the beliefs are like the container that contain your identity. So you identify with your beliefs, those, and your beliefs literally shield you psychologically from chaos. So in order to really become an authentic truth seeker, You have to learn how to embrace chaos. You have to learn how to embrace the ever-flowing change that you're going to experience as you seek the truth. And in this post, I I wrote down a lot of the good tips and strategies for people to how to use the the discernment properly and wisely. I also wrote a post called uh, Mind Hacks for Enlightenment, where I talk about the relationships between your belief system and your truth and what that actually does for your reality. Because... A lot of people think that we're interacting with reality like, you know, there's a screen here and you know, it's actually here and I'm touching it. But what's really happening is that your senses are acting like an intermediary. So what you actually experience as reality is literally a biological virtual reality environment. Everything's created in your brain. Yep. And because of that, everything has meaning and it's actually tied to your beliefs, how you see the world, how you see reality. This is something in psychology called goal oriented perception where depending on what goal or thing, a task that you have in your mind, you literally see reality differently. So if you're not aware, if you're not taking the time to really understand yourself and look to see, well, who am I? Why am I studying this? Why is information, you know, if you're into extraterrestrials, why is information about extraterrestrials so important to you? Why is it that you want to hear about, um, you know, alien worlds and how enlightened they are and whatnot. You know, ask yourself these questions. Some people don't ask these questions. And I'm not trying to, you know, dog in anybody for their chosen belief. I actually think all the information is really important. But if you don't take the time to look within, then you could easily deceive yourself and create a, a false tapestry or a false base or foundation. You know, one of the things that's a really deep truth in what I would say spirituality is that in the seeking of knowledge about the world, you're actually seeking to know yourself. Because when you go out and explore the world, you know, let's imagine you're going to a restaurant you want to try it, the new dish for the first time. Well, you're trying it. Do you know you're going to like it? No, not really. You have no idea. You've never tried it before. So when you explore the dish, you're also exploring how you react to the dish, which then in turn gets gets you to know who you are. So if you really have what I call a metacognitive process where you're looking outside of you to explore information, but then you're also looking within to see how you react to that information what that says about who you are now you've really got an amazing process for knowing thyself and that will start to to decouple a lot of the programs because a lot of the cabal manipulation programs are all designed on you not knowing yourself so you're kind of like wandering around in the dark aimlessly just from one thing to another i call it like information addiction or information infotainment you know yeah people they don't really understand what they're understand what they're reading but they have to constantly consume more, you know, the latest stuff, the, the latest UFO whistleblower, the latest Q post, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, one of the reasons why society has crumbled into basically a, uh, you know, a volunteer slavery system or uh, slavery through, you know, money or whatever way you want to describe the slavery system. It's based on the fact that you don't know what you're doing, basically. Mm-hmm. you know, all these muscles and tools that allow you to like be sovereign, to guide your own life without being dependent on somebody to tell you what's real. They aren't there. So what the, the beautiful thing about Q from that level is what, something that I've observed is that it's actually making people better truth seekers. They can think it better. Is. They're getting more critical thinking. And the initially it's a longer pro, uh, uh, plan or agenda because, you know, it's a easier to just tell people what to believe and they're going to probably believe it real quick. Mm-hmm. But as far as being useful, it's not really all that useful. It doesn't necessarily rally the troops. On the other hand, if you can start to get people to think and develop their own personal sovereignty, which is one of the things that Q's doing, well, it takes a little longer because people have their own process and mm-hmm. it takes a while. You know, you think about it like going up a mountain, right? You know, you, you, can, you can get behind the gondola and you can all pile into the gondola and ride your way up to the mountain. Or you can everybody can go along their own track up the mountain. At first, you know, they're all coming from different places. So nobody sees each other. But eventually, as you start going up. You start meeting the people because they get closer up the mountain. But one of the big things you gotta understand when you're when you're discerning is that a claim is itself a description of reality and that evidence is used to support that. But there's a whole lot of gray area. So when you're discerning something, instead of thinking of discernment as like this magic recipe that gives you a yes or no answer and it's always true. That's not the way discernment works. What discernment actually does is it gives you possible answers and yeah. then you have to try to figure out when which what you think is right. And then you just go on faith, like well, this one seems to be right, so I'm going to act like this one is true and see what happens. That's what's called pragmatism and philosophy. So I think it's a really an initiation from like a psycho- psychological perspective. It's, if you're familiar with the hero's journey, you know the, the hero's journey is echoed everywhere in film and TV, and the story basically goes like this: you're you're innocent, you're you're living on the shire, everything's beautiful, everything's perfect, you don't have to worry about anything, and then you hear some kind of calling, some call to adventure. And in that call to adventure, you get humbled, you realize, wait a minute, this little world that I thought was all perfect actually isn't perfect. There's this really big problem. There's this thing that if I don't figure out how to solve, my little world, my family, my, my shire, my, my little pocket of universe is going to come crumbling down. And then that calls you to go out into the world. You go to the abyss, you go face the dragon. You face your fear. In the act of facing your fear, you activate a part of yourself that you didn't even know was there. You gain spiritual powers. You gain powers of consciousness and sovereignty. And then now you can go back to your, your, your village with the golden fleece, with the, the gold, with the dragon scale, and give the rewards back to your, your tribe, so to speak. Well, that's what this is really doing for an individual capacity. I mean, a lot of people, the reason why people are so tr- are catalyzed, I think, part, a lot from the Q phenomenon, so first of all, it's pretty easy to digest truths. We're not talking about like really crazy stuff. So that helps a lot, especially in the beginning. But secondly, once you realize that, you know, it's all these problems of corruption. I mean, that's one of the things that really activated me when I started waking up is I always wondered why the world was such a screwed up place. And yes. for years, I just didn't know what the mm-hmm. problem was. And I kind of almost like just accepted that things were just screwed up. And I figured, oh, well, this is just human nature. humanity is just inherently evil I guess yeah exactly you know the same you know the repackaged original sin so yeah um, so but one of the things I realized after waking up from cures for cancer is that no there there are answers and once you have that answer once you make contact with a fundamental truth that helps you better understand your reality there's like something comes alive inside you you transform and now you want to go out and you want to like tell the world and scream it from the rooftops And right now, from a like a grand spiritual perspective, uh, there's a a book I, I really like, I'm constantly going back to it, not because I believe it, absolutely, because it has just tons of really good ideas in it. It's called the Arantia book. Well, they have whole sections in there describing what the actual divine plan for causing evolution in spirit on these worlds are. And basically what they're describing is that things take time. There's a slow evolution and a lot of times from the temporal perspective, from the the here and now, things look really crazy. There's a lot of chaos. You know, we're living in a time right now. of like if I if I walked into Charlottesville, which is the town, that's the city next to me because I live in Virginia, mm-hmm. and I and I held had a Make America Great Again hat on, I might get jumped. Yeah, you know, I might get beaten up because it's we're in this time of bifurcation, but this mm-hmm. is actually good because what's happening is in the act of bifurcating, in the act of um, t- causing a lot of tension. The people who are gaining discernment, who are gaining true knowledge, who are thinking critically, the Q followers, are butting up against the NPCs, the people who don't think, the people who are deep state controlled, the the COINTELPRO people. And, and this is the beautiful part. Everybody around them gets to watch it unfold. And then in the process, they wake up. Mm-hmm. So right now, it seems really chaotic. And this is something I, I try to reinforce When I talk about these things is that, yes, you know, I'm out there looking for all this crazy stuff, news related, and it can often seem like, well, I'm just fear mongering But no, that's not the case. What I'm doing is I'm trying to find these these heralds, these omens, you know, these comets in the sky that let people know that, hey, things are really moving forward in an amazing way. If you learn how to see things properly, if you learn how to see things from a holistic, truthful perspective, then we have amazing signs of incredible spiritual awakening consciousness evolution happening right here, right now. And it's, it's truly amazing.